Good luck. Good luck. So nice people that make the effort Monte Shabbos to come on. Very, very impressive. We are going to do today yesterday's from Heshvat and today's from Vav Shvat. We are in the middle of chapter 17 of Tanya and we will finish it tonight. So to remind ourselves, we were saying on Thursday that after learning 15 chapters of Tanya, it still doesn't seem so easy to be perfect. That is true. And the Rebbe brought several proofs that in actuality it seems impossible. And then the Rebbe resolved the issue by saying that if you look carefully at the Pasuk, the degree you have to love and fear Hashem, has to be enough to get you to do what you have to do. Which means you don't need to create an intense love and fear, though that's wonderful. What you need is to create tavuna, enough of a compulsion, enough of a force that will get you to serve Hashem completely. And can I? If you have a brain, if you have a brain in your skull that's under your control, then you can fill your mind with those thoughts that we discussed Thursday and Wednesday. And through thinking of them, create this inner compulsion. I have to do what the Abishter wants. I want, I need, it's the best thing for me to hug him so hard by doing all of Torah Mitzvah. And the Rebbe continues yesterday by saying that this is nature. The nature of man, the way Hashem made us, and this is true for Jews and non-Jews, is that our mind controls our heart. So if you fill your mind with these thoughts, your heart will follow suit and you will be able to live a godly life, unless, capital letters, unless a person has fallen to the level of Russia Be'emes, a true Russia. What does the word true mean? In the Hasidic lexicon, true means eternal, perpetual. So a true Russia is a Russia Varalo, someone who is always in the state of a Russia, because a Russia Vitovlo, and of course the gamut of Russia Vitovlo, as we learned when we learned that chapter, is quite large. A person could be very holy or very the opposite and be a rush of a tovlo as long as they still feel intermittently guilt. As long as the Nisham is inside of them enough to give them that feeling of discomfort in sin. A rush of Aralo has so immersed himself in sin that he lost that sensitivity to it. He feels no guilt when he sins. And for that reason... His neshama has left him. Such a person is whom our sages mean when they say, Rishayim Rishus Libam. Such neshama under the control of their heart. They cannot control their heart. They are under the control of the heart, which means the natural human ability of mind-ruling heart was taken away. It's part of their punishment. Such people cannot fulfill Kikaro Velach Ma'ot because it's contingent on a mind that can control a heart, and their mind can't. But the Rebbe says such people are considered dead. The Rosham in their lifetimes are considered dead, just as the Tzadikim in their deaths are considered alive. And the terror is not talking to the dead. So this Pasuk does not apply to them. So are they stuck? No. The Rebbe spends the rest of the chapter, which is a half a page of Tanya, discussing that they're not stuck because they can do tshuva, which of course seems impossible, because they don't even have enough shaman inside of them, and their mind doesn't even control their heart. So right now they're in some sub-sub-zero basement of spirituality, 
And I assume with the Abishter starting off the process with some Isarusa de la with some arousal from above, they can smash the Kalipas that are surrounding them. They can do it. They can have intense mariras on their situation. Just maybe to time a little Yitzhak connection, because the quote that I was bringing here is something if anyone preparing for Yitzhak learned the mimer, the Rebbe said of this year in, um, I guess it was 19 uh, Lamans, I was probably uh, 56 where the Rebbe speaks about this idea of the enormous advantage of lowness and how a person really, really lowers himself, they can access Hashem in a deeper space and draw that depth down in the way another person who isn't as broken inside, he just can't reach. So we're saying here, and I'm thinking as I'm saying this, and here's a half a page of Tanya, and I don't imagine there are too many Rishayim of this caliber walking the streets, let alone learning Tanya. So maybe the Rebbe is writing this to reach those Risham, or maybe the Rebbe is writing this for all of us to think, well, I'm not in this category for sure, because we're not. And here the Rebbe has such confidence that a Rosh can do tshuva. I think it's an intense kalvachaymer for us, how we truly can, must, should, and will also do tshuva. And this person's truth is through Mariras, through breaking himself over his sins. As the Pasuk says, And in the Maimur that I was just referencing, the Rebbe explains at length this idea that Karbanos are generally considered to Havaya. And Havaya is Rahmanus. And at the level of Rahmanus, you offer an animal and Hashem says, great. But those Karbanos are generally only for Shaykh. If a person deliberately sinned, Havaya says, I can't deal with this. But Elokim is Din, Elokim can. But Elohim says, what? You're asking me a carbon? You're burning an animal? What's that got to do with anything? If you want to do tshuva, zoveach yourself. Sacrifice yourself to me. Break yourself down. And that's a carbon that Din, even looking at a mazid, will completely accept. So through this rush of Viralo's breakdown of self, he can break all the klipas. Today's time, the Rebbe explains, this is what we call tshuva tata. Now, we've discussed in Tanya already these two levels, tshuva tata, the lower tshuva, which is inspired by fear, and tshuva ila'ah, the higher tshuva, which is inspired by love. And we truly can and must do both. But here, this person who is so low doesn't even need to do tshuva ila'ah, which again is amazing, because you think that would be his only salvation. And that is like, no, even a tshuva coming from fear, can burst through all of these barriers and release the godliness that's right now trapped by the evil of his actions, which is an amazing, amazing, amazing thought. Did I lose you? Do you still hear me? Yes, still hear you. Oh, okay, good. Never get a call. I always wonder. Um... So here we have godliness, the godliness of his neshama, and the godliness of the abishter that's bound up to our neshama. In this case, we're talking about the lower hay of the yudkei vavkei, malchus of Hashem. And when we smash the barriers of klipa through the intensity of our bitterness over the evil we've created and indulged in, 
it all gets elevated back to Hashem. Our Nisham is released. The peace of the Abishter is released. All of the evil stars falls apart, and what's elevated is the godliness. And we're talking here about a Rasharala. At that point, where's the Rasharala holding? He's holding back to normal, meaning his Hashem is back in his body. And he has regained his mind-heart connection. At that point, like the rest of us, use your mind, think the thoughts we discussed last chapter, create Tuna, be a Benoni. Or maybe possibly after this intense emotional experience that he just went through, he can go far higher and create a true emotional love of Hashem because obviously at this point, coming from so far, his feeling from Hashem must be so, so strong. Any questions? Star six to unmute yourself. If you don't have any questions, I just wanted to put out there that uh, inspired by Yudshvat, we're expanding this class to making it accessible on WhatsApp. And if you would like to receive a WhatsApp of the tape sheer, WhatsApp 215-779-1835. I'll give you the number again. 215-779-1835 to receive your WhatsApp. Have a good talk.